Hello, everyone. Welcome to New Mexicast. I'm Rosalinda Roman, and before we get started, I want to share what you can expect here on this podcast. First, you should know that my family lives on a sailing catamaran, and this is my personal audio journal. What you're about to hear is an episode from 2016 when we were just starting our journey of moving from our home in New Mexico onto the boat. As a longtime broadcast journalist, I wasn't sure how I was going to keep working while pursuing this crazy new lifestyle. This journal is where I worked through a lot of things, both personally and professionally. That means you will hear about experiments with new technologies like Blab and Periscope and testing out systems to make the move easier, like Wild Tree meal prep and KonMari for downsizing our stuff. As you can imagine, some of these experiments were successful, while some, like Blab and Wild Tree, don't even exist anymore. But I decided to leave even the failed experiment in this audio journal so you could get the whole story of how we went from New Mexicast to New Mexicastaways. If you like what you hear, please stick around till the end and I'll share how you can find out where we are now and how you can get much more content by joining the New Mexicastaways crew. Enjoy. Hello, hello, and welcome to New Mexicast Audio Edition. I'm Rosalinda Roman, and my apologies up front for the quality of this audio recording. Normally, I have a great um, lav, what is it, uh, Rode video mic, no, a Rode lavalier mic, and a Zoom H4N recorder, uh, so the audio quality is much better. But right now, I am using my kid's headphone, like one of those earbuds, and half of it is broken. (laughs) But that's all I could find in the car. So um, this is what we do. We improvise, you make things work, and um, that's kind of the story of my life in general, is you just find a way. Um, Regardless of what's going on, you you can't let things stop you. Um, I guess that's maybe my theme of of the day because I'm smack dab in the middle of working on this system called KonMari for organizational system called KonMari. It's, um, uh, if you go back through some of my old episodes or recent episodes, I talk a little bit about how I use this system, I'm using this system to um, get my house in order and downsize tremendously because my family's moving on to a sailing catamaran. It's all based on this book by Marie Kondo, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. And I have, I started a 90-day countdown at the beginning of March, um, and I'm now on day 51 into that 90-day countdown. So this is supposed to be when we move on to the boat at the end of this countdown. So when I get to 90, um, we should be probably on the boat or at least in transit toward the boat. Um, I don't have a hard, fast date. I'm using the end of school for my kids as a, a guide for what we think we will be doing, kind of a target date. But it's not 
critical that we leave at that time. We don't have any specific thing that we have to get to. Um, but the longer we drag it out, the longer it takes, right? You use the time you're given, you, you spend the money you have, whatever. You, you know, everything gets, fills up to take um, up as much or as little time and space as you, as you have. So this KonMari system has been very interesting, and I thought I'd give you guys a little update. I'm heading into town uh, from the mountains, heading toward a dentist appointment, because that's one of the things I'm doing for the whole family before we leave New Mexico, is getting all of our dental checkups and all of our dental cleanings and health checkups. I'm happy to report my health is excellent. I had all my blood work and mammogram and all the works done. <laughs> so I am good to go. I'm Miss Healthy right now. Knock on wood. Um, anyway, so now I'm going to go get the dental cleaning and make sure that's in order. So that's great. And I'm doing the same for all my kids and my husband pushing him to do the same. Because once we sail away, we don't know how long it's going to be before we get regular checkups or um, you know, have easy access to healthcare again. Um, granted, my husband's a doctor, um, so that helps. But hopefully, we won't need. I just, I just want to start the trip knowing we are in good health. Uh, okay, so Kanmari. The way this system works is, as I've said on previous episodes, you go through and you hold each item that you, every single thing in your house, literally, like you pick up each individual piece of clothing, each book each uh, memento, each thing, everything that you have in your house, one at a time. And you work in categories, so you start with clothes, and then you move on to books. Then you move on to papers. Then I don't even know what comes next. But you basically go through your whole house slowly and steadily um, by category. Well, we got through the clothing, and with the clothing, it's not just... um, sorting the clothing and deciding what you're keeping. It's a system of organization where you're folding them in a certain way. So t-shirts no longer get hung in the closet and look cluttered and jammed into, you know, a tight space. Um, First of all, you end up with tons less than you started with because the fact is you're supposed to pick up each item and ask yourself if it sparks joy. And I was just joking with Samuel's preschool teacher because she was complimenting the blouse I'm wearing. And I said, well, that's because it's one of the ones that made the cut that sparks joy for me. And it's basically one of three or four blouses that I'm left with (laughs) instead of the dozens I probably had um, that we, that I determined just do not spark joy. I, I either had them as hand-me-downs or, um, I got them at different places in my life when, you know, they just, they, they just don't work for me anymore. So it's kind of a funny thing because I feel like I'm wearing the same clothes over and over and, um, but I'm trying not to buy anything new because obviously we're moving onto the boat and we'll need different things once we move. Um, So the clothing was challenging, but we got through it pretty well and pretty steadily. The family, uh, first I went through my stuff, well not first, but along the way I dealt with my stuff and then Nathan and I helped the kids deal with their clothes. And uh, now everything is folded KonMari style um, and put into these, these nice storage bins within the drawers and everything looks neat and organized and awesome. Um, and even our 
babysitter slash nanny slash house helper. She helps us clean um, twice a week. She is now recruited in the KonMari way. And so she, when she does our laundry, she folds things according to this KonMari style. So it's much easier to maintain and put away. And everybody knows where everything is and where it belongs. And so the kids are actually helping a lot more, which is really cool. Um, that's a side benefit, by the way. Once you get rid of all the other excess stuff, um, they're actually wearing the clothes they have instead of going through excessive amounts of laundry because they take something out of the closet, don't like the way it looks, and then it ends up in the hamper um, just to go through the cycle all over again. Now, if they put something on, we actually have a bin beside the hamper for anything that is clean, but that does not spark joy, because sometimes you save something through this KonMari process, and then later you're like, eh, you know, once you put it on, you realize it really just, it doesn't work for you anymore. Because now your mind has shifted to um, really focus on what um, what is is lifting you up in your life, right? Nothing should be dragging you down. Your things should support you, just like by the way, I'm finding parallels in every other aspect of my life, like in relationships or business ventures. Unless it lifts you up, it doesn't belong in your life, okay? Just like you want to be the person who lifts the people up in, in your life. So if you are in relationships where you're not, you're not lifting people up or they're not lifting you up, then, then they don't belong in your life. That's it's it seems so simplistic, but it really is true. And I find this parallel now that I'm doing this KonMari, um, I'm really starting to realize that there's a, a correlation between um, the things that surround you and the things that you have determined, you know, spark joy, and and the process of getting to that point. There's a correlation between that and other parts of your life, and so. I talk here on New Mexicast, the audio edition, realizing that New Mexicast for a long time was one of those things that dragged. It was not something that sparked joy and it, it weighed down heavily on me. And I feel great now because I'm just putting stuff out that does spark joy and that I enjoy. I don't worry anymore about, oh, what if somebody's listening or watching and they are going to criticize me? I don't care. Those aren't people that lift me, right? And it doesn't mean I'm not taking, like if I make an error or or a fact error or there's an issue, audio, like in this case, the audio will be awful. And if somebody complains, they have every right to. However, that means they didn't listen to the episode because obviously I'm explaining what the problem is. Okay. So my point is there are, I'm I'm not saying there shouldn't be, there isn't a place for, um, calling us on our areas of um, where we miss the mark where excuse me when I miss the mark I want somebody to point that out to me Um, and I'll use the example of um, a well-known person that I adore but um, who has a lot of um, uh, typographical errors in in the graphics that they put out so spelling errors grammar grammatical errors and I know that she is outsourcing this stuff to other people. And so for me, if it was my business, I would want somebody to say to me, hey, I don't know if you realize that graphic you put out the other day, it had a, a 
um, a spelling error in it. I would want somebody to point that out because then I could fix it, right? And I'm not saying what I do respect about this person is she, and you guys can figure out who it is because I talk about her all the time. Um, she puts out a lot of amazing stuff. And one of the things I learned from her is you can't fix what you don't produce. So all of us that are perfectionists that think, oh, I have to have it perfect before I let it go. No, but you have to be willing to see when there's an error after that, right? So you put the thing out and then you fine tune it and you improve it and you make it better and, and you learn and you grow. And for me, that's the most important thing in this lifetime is not just for me to learn and grow, but for me to share that growth so that others can learn and grow and we all evolve together and we're better together and we have a, a more amazing life collectively, right? I mean, I'm so excited to be moving onto this boat, right? The lessons that I'm learning from this process, it's, it's not easy, by the way, as you probably have heard in some of my commentary, right? It's not easy, but by sharing the journey and sharing my process, I feel like other people benefit from this too. I want all of you to pursue whatever your big, big dream is. Many people do not have any desire to live on a boat. I get that. But there's something that you have in the back of your mind that you thought maybe when you were younger, oh, wouldn't it be great if, oh, I, you know, and then you have this other voice. I think this is where the whole devil angel on your shoulder comes from, the voices in your own head, where you have that positive side telling you, I can, I want to do this. Wouldn't it be cool if... But then this other devil side, and I don't want to use like, it's not, I'm not talking religiously, okay? I'm not saying the devil. I'm saying just that little mischievous side or that negative side on the other shoulder that says, oh no, right away speaks up and says, oh, I could never do that. Oh, that, that's way outside of what I could, what I'm capable of. And that's, that second voice is what squashes people's dreams. It squashes it. And I want you to know that there, that voice is a liar. It's a liar. There's no reason to ever, ever, ever listen to that voice. Now, you have to get prepared. Like, I'm moving onto this boat, and we're putting safety systems in place, and we are making sure things are taken care of at our home back home, and that we can handle things financially. And, you know, so I'm not saying you go, you know, full-heartedly forward, right? You you have to prepare, but don't let the preparation or the excuse that you need to prepare keep you from doing the thing that you know you have always wanted to do. You want to do it, do it, okay? It may be starting a cupcake business. It may be, um, you know, it may be traveling, you know, to go see all the national parks in the U.S. I, I mean, I don't know what your thing is, but what your thing is, it was put in your heart for a reason, right? Because it resonates with your true self. I know, I'm getting deep, but that's, that's really who I am. And the more that I move on this journey, the more that I realize a lot of the stuff that has held me back was in my own head and was my, the story that I was telling myself about why I couldn't do the thing. And I tell myself, I, I now, and by the way, I get that that little quote that I just said comes from Tony Robbins, who I listen to all the time. Still, I listen to his personal power and get the edge tapes because I am a lifelong learner. I want to continue to grow and and evolve. 
And so one of the things he says is the only thing keeping you from where you are now and where you want to be is the story about why you can't get there or why you can't have that. And he says, drop the story. And I agree, you've got to drop the story. Now, I'm not great at this. Many times, I am great. I'm getting better at it. Um, and that's the language. You have to make sure to watch your language. That's the biggest thing is watch your language, especially against yourself. We put ourselves down more than any bully ever could. Did you know that? I mean, seriously, who is your worst enemy? You. You're your own worst enemy, really. If you're not doing the thing that you love and pursuing that big, awesome thing, then it's because you're making yourself believe you, you don't deserve it. So anyway, this KonMari system, let's get back to that now that I'm off my soapbox. Um, it's, it's been really hard. I'm right now in the middle of uh, the books. Now, the, the clothing, I felt really, it was hard, but I felt really good at the end, and I feel good because I look at that at the clothes and I know my kids are wearing things that make them happy I'm wearing stuff that makes me happy my husband really doesn't care but he got rid of a lot of stuff too um, he, does, he says nothing sparks joy for me um, anyway we're all doing things to that that I mean we're wearing clothes that make us feel better right so that's great we feel better in the clothes we're wearing and that projects out into the world the, the books are, I'm in the thick of it, and it is so much more emotional than the clothing. And the clothing was emotional, let me tell you. I cried over having to let go of some of like my mother-in-law's sweaters and things that I held on to because they represented a person. Um, but now, you know, it's even harder now with the books because books, to me, represent potential. Whereas clothes just represent kind of, uh, and especially when you're holding on to clothes from the past, it's really representative of the past. But books represent potential and the potential that I might read that someday and I might learn something new. And I love learning and I love potential, you know, I, I love the thought of learning even. Um, but we have thousands and thousands of books in our house, thousands of books. And we have been sorting through them and I realized most of the books, first of all, I've probably read out of all the books in my house, well, I've read a lot of the kids' books to my kids, so that's a whole nother layer of attachment because <laughs> it's like, oh, this is this snuggle puppy was from when my son was little or my oldest was little, really. Um, and so some of that is very nostalgic and hard to let go of. And maybe I don't want to let go of it because it still sparks joy, right? But there's the also all these books that were in my mother-in-law and father-in-law's collection that now that they have passed, the letting go of those books and, and giving them away makes me sad because I thought in the back of my mind when I took them after they passed away, oh, I'll read these books and then I'll have that connection to them through that reading of the book. I, I will have the experience of knowing what they were learning and what they were um, what maybe sparked joy for them. But as I'm going through these books, I'm realizing there's a flaw in that, that line of thinking. And that is that unless it's a book that my mother-in-law specifically handed to me and said, I really think you would like this. Here, I liked this book and here's why. They're just books now because I don't know if the book on the shelf in her collection was just a book 
on the shelf in her collection that she happened to pick up from, you know, uh, recently or somebody gave to her and maybe she, maybe she didn't even like the book, but I have no way to know that now. And that's really hard because it's the story behind the stuff that was lost when the, the person passed away. And I'm finding that with the books, that is the hardest, that the story of, of, why they owned it and what it meant to them is gone. And so I really don't know. Now, that doesn't mean I wouldn't want to read some of these books, but I know myself. I'm not going to read any of these books anytime soon, anytime soon, especially with the move on the horizon, right? So it occurs to me that probably what I'm going to do is make a list of some of the key books that I'm going to donate so someone else can because part of it is the flow of energy, right? By giving stuff away, you tell your brain, hey, I have abundance. I am the kind of person who is generous of spirit, and I give things away because abundance can come into my life with, without any problem. You're basically telling your brain that you are rich, mentally rich, emotionally rich, physically rich, right? So I really want to give stuff away now especially if it's not being used and I'll make a list of the books that I actually hope to read down the road that were in my mother-in-law and father-in-law's collection and then I'm going to donate them so that someone else can be enjoying them and then down the road when I'm in my 60s or 70s and my kids have left home and I have time hopefully to sit and read I will go back to that list and look at that as um, maybe a list of books I might be interested in, in buying again. So I am just about at my dentist appointment. I will continue a little bit more about this um, system and how we're making it work or not work <laughs> um, and what is coming up in the next basically four weeks. Uh, so I'll check back in after this break. Okay, I am back and I am done with my various appointments today. Um, some fun and some not. Uh, <laughs> the dentist was important, but turns out I have a cracked um, filling and will need a crown. So that is good that I took care of it now, right? Because, or at least now I know and I will take care of it before I leave because um, even though it's not causing me any trouble right now, the last thing we need is for my, um, my tooth to you know, get worse or have a major problem when we are out at sea. Um, so I guess this is a good lesson in make sure to take care of what you need to in the process of pursuing your big dream. And for me, that means making sure everybody gets medical and dental checkups and that the boat before we actually move our whole family onto it and sail away, that all the safety uh, things are in place. So we are doing our work up front in the hopes that we can have a wonderful family um, experience as we go. So that's the dentist. And I wanted to kind of tell you guys something else that a lot of people don't talk about, but I'm going to let you know. My other appointment was my counselor. Um, I went into, I go uh, generally once a week to see a counselor. Um, I started going 
uh, years ago when my mother-in-law was very sick and, and then after she passed. And my husband and I were struggling with how to process that and some other things going on within our our relationship. Um, after having three kids and being together for almost 20 years, you change and life changes and things come at you. And the way that we have gotten from where we, sorry, at one point were almost glorified roommates um, because he was gone so much and I was so busy and, you know, and, 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 and to where we are now where I am more in love with this man than I've ever been in the whole 20 years I've known him. Um, The way that we did that is through counseling and through really mindfully working on ourselves and our relationship. I'm telling you guys that now because I really think that in this process of sharing my journey, I think it's a mistake to pretend like we are superheroes. Any of us, those of us that are doing amazing things in this world, um, you know, if you think they are, it's Wonder Woman and doing it alone is a, is a virtue, um, I want to I wanna tell you I don't think that's necessarily true because... Um, sometimes we all need a little help. And so I'm telling you this now in case you are like I was, where you think, oh, well, I, I can do this myself. I can work through this myself. Um, you can, and many people do. Um, but for me, it helps to have an impartial party who um, I can talk to once a week and who I can work things through with. Because the fact of the matter is, when you live a big life like I like to do, you know, my BAL, my big awesome life, when you do that, um, you know, you shake things up and sometimes the shake up can be painful. So you have to make sure to take care of yourself in the process or you end up having nothing left for anyone else. Um, so I, I'm going to pause this while I get some gas and then we will continue. All right, I am back after getting gas in the behemoth, which I have had this Ford Expedition um, since, uh, I think, 2008. And it has, let's see, 181,000 miles on it, all but 2,000 of those miles I put on the car myself. (laughs) So this has been a great car. We're going to end up driving it to Florida, this one last trip um, for the the move to the boat and then we're going to sell the behemoth which will be strange because it has been a part of our lives for a long time um anyway so i just i wanted to kind of wrap things up i know i've been uh all over the place today but i i wanted to share some of my process because it's coming faster than i'm ready for (laughs) the moving on to the boat all the prep work all of this journey has been exciting a bit of a roller coaster And uh, the process of going to visit with my counselor is always nice to kind of talk through the process. But I guess you guys are kind of like the second layer of counseling for me, uh, letting me just kind of ramble on and share my journey and my experience. and, And I would love to hear about your own journey and your own experience. So if you want to interact in a more um, current way, the podcasts obviously live forever, and so you may be listening to this after the fact, but I will be continuing my live streaming work as much as I can, even after we move on to the boat, and that will be either 
on New Mexicast Facebook page. So you just go to facebook.com slash New Mexicast and you can live subscribe to my broadcast and that's where I share more of the journey as it happens. Um, or you can see the replay of the videos on New Mexicast TV on YouTube. Although at the time of this recording, YouTube is starting to launch uh, live streaming as well. So I might be doing it there as well, or in addition, or maybe at the same time. But anyway, I know for sure you can find me on most social media platforms as at New Mexicast. And if you just like listening to these podcasts and you want to give a review in iTunes, I would love that. Thank you very much for listening, and I appreciate having people uh, around to share the journey with. So thank you, and have a wonderful day. I'm Rosalinda Roman. Thanks for listening to my audio journal from 2016 as our family prepared to move on to the sailing catamaran, Don Treader. If you want to see where we are at the moment, just search for New Mexicast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or Patreon, or for New Mexicast TV on YouTube. Also, if you want to see the videos and photos of the things I'm talking about on this podcast, please consider joining the New Mexico Castaways crew. You can do that at newmexicast.com slash crew. Thanks again for listening and for supporting our enchanting adventures. I'm Rosalinda Roman, and this is New Mexico Castaways.